Guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast or uh, YouTube video or uh, Facebook video, whatever it may be. Today we have TOEFL. TOEFL ITB or ITP part B. All right. I love doing these just because I know the majority of you out there find this particular podcast on Spotify. And for some reason, these podcasts, both the idioms, TOEFL, ITP in general, they get a significant amount of play. So without further ado, guys, I did one before and it was about a man and a broken mirror. Well, today, and it being, well, depending on what day you listen to this, so I'm not going to say the day, we're going to be going over another part B. Now, for those of you listening on the podcast, it's very important that you follow me on the Facebook page too, because you're going to see how I think. That's the, that's the biggest technique, is to think like a native. Not necessarily, you don't want to think like a native, but when it comes to a test, figuring out a technique in a particular way that you could dissect and follow the conversation so you do not have problems answering it at the end. Because by the time the ending comes, and with the test, as far as the 2020 test, you being able to see the questions, they jump all over the place, especially in the part B. I know this because I took the test twice already this year, all right? Because I like to, of course, improve myself. And I don't believe that you are an instructor unless you feel and take the test. So without further ado, Longman got the YouTube. I'm doing it here. You guys are checking it out on my blog or you guys are reading along with me. I got this all blown up. We have four questions, all right? The title of this is A Man's Great Grandmother, all right? So it's, the, the first question is pretty easy. You're not going to have an opportunity to read through this or maybe at the door, but maybe if you're like, I don't know, if you have probably about 15 spare seconds at the end of the audio, if you had already chosen your answers and then you look ahead perhaps you can do that but when i took the test oh my god it's just it, there, there are just so many things happening at one time right especially the part c is more easier to follow but part b is bananas especially if they ask you a very difficult question at the beginning which relates to what's the overall meaning of the passage or the topic of the passage what's the primary focus you don't know what the primary focus is unless you listen to the entire thing. So you have to scoot ahead to the second question, but bear in mind the answers of the first. This is ridiculous, okay? But again, with my techniques and the way I do things, I'm gonna be helping all of you out there. So without further ado, I got the audio on Max. So if it's a little bit loud, I apologize. Sometimes the audio can be very, very light. And when it's light, I get very, very annoyed, okay? And uh, very annoyed for everyone who listens to the ESL podcast because they're kind of like, you know, bringing up the audio and saying, what is that? So I make sure or I'm making sure that it's on max today. So here we go. <sighs> First question, how often man talk great grandmother? Every evening, every week, every Sunday, every month. You will hear two Three, more than likely three to four of these, okay? But it normally floats around that three, 75% range, all right? Now, remember, associations. You're going to hear something about an evening. You're going to hear something about a week. You're going to hear something about Sunday. So that's why it's very important to understand the general gist of the question, which is 
How often does the man speak to his great-grandmother? Not what he did the morning, the evening, the this, the that. How often? Okay. So you need to hear specifically, oh, how often do you speak to her? Every evening, every week, every month? You're going to hear it. All right. And then from there, you just have to follow it. What did they talk about on the phone this morning? Okay. So depending on what the first answer is, you'll, there'll be an association. Okay. One of these bullet points that associates with every evening, every week, every Sunday, every month. So you have to make sure you have the right association. Okay. Then after that, okay. Where does the, where does the man's great grandmother say when she feels a storm coming? So you just have to listen for bones, ears, legs, head. And then you have, what will the man probably do in the future? The most difficult one. Call his great-grandmother less often. Watch the weather forecast. Help his great-grandmother relieve some of her pressures or believe his great-grandmother's predictions. Okay? So in saying that, guys, let's rock and roll. And what I'm trying to do and what I want to do, because I've already showed you a couple of things, I'm going to play this all the way through. That's right. We're going to do it a little differently today. I'm not going to stop it. I want all of you to try to answer these. And then we're going to go back and we're going to answer it one by one. And then we'll go from there. So let's do it. Questions 35 through 38. Listen to a conversation about a man's great-grandmother. I talked to my great-grandmother on the phone this morning. Your great-grandmother? Do you talk with her often? I try to call her at least once a week. She's a really wonderful woman, and she's over 85 years old. I enjoy talking to her because she's so understanding and because she gives me good advice. What advice did she have for you today? <laughs> she told me to be careful because a big storm is coming. She said that a big storm is coming? Is she a weather forecaster? Not exactly. She says that she can feel it in her bones when a storm is coming. I know it sounds funny, but when she feels it in her bones that a storm is coming, she's usually right. That's not actually so funny. When people get older, the tissue around their joints can become stiff and swollen. Just before a storm, the air pressure often drops, and this drop in air pressure can cause additional pressure and pain in swollen joints. So when your great-grandmother tells you she thinks a storm is coming, she probably has some aching in her joints from the decreasing air pressure. Then I had better pay more attention to my great-grandmother's weather forecasts. Number th And boom, just like that, there it is. Now, let's see what I would like you guys to do. For those of you listening to the podcast, I hope you're looking at this on the blog, okay? This gives you the ability to check it out, to check it out. For those of you watching me on Facebook, answer them. Post them in the comment section. Say, hey, before audio, boom, do it. Or, again, you can just wait. YouTube, eh, don't really care much about YouTube, and I block the comments. So, nonetheless, let's go back and let's dissect this now. 35. When she be 5 through 38. Listen to a conversation mm. about a man's great-grandmother. Not too bad. I talked to my great-grandmother on the phone this morning. Okay, now, there's an association this morning. Not every evening, not every... Okay, we just heard this morning. Now, let's keep going. Great-grandmother? Do you talk with her often? 
Ah, there it is. There goes the very, very important HO question. Okay, you have WH questions, you have HO. How often? Do you speak to her often? Now, expect the man to retort with an adverbial time clause. Okay? I try to call her at least once a week. At least once a week? That equates to every week. So, if you, or if you had written down every week, congratulations. She's a really wonderful woman, and she's over 85 years old. I enjoy talking to her because she's... She's over 85 years old. That's a statement that does not relate to what did the man's great-grandmother tell him on the phone this morning. Oh, I'm 85 years old today. Oh, happy birthday. Negative. That's a statement that the man said. So first bullet point, gone. Now we have two, three, and four. She's so understanding and because she gives me good advice. What advice did she have for you today? <laughs> she told me to be careful because a big storm is coming. Boom. That's the advice, okay? That's what, again, she told him, that a big storm was coming, okay? It has nothing to do with the weather forecaster, which was the fourth bullet point, as you can see. That she was under a great deal of pressure, she did not say that. She just said that a big storm was coming. Pretty straightforward. Let's keep going. She said that a big storm is coming? Is she a weather forecaster? Not exactly. She says that she can feel it in her bones when a storm is coming. Where does she I know it, it sounds funny, bones. but when she feels it in her bones that a storm is coming, she's usually right. That's not actually so funny. So got when people get older, the tissue around their joints can become stiff and swollen. Okay. Just before a storm, the air pressure often drops, and this drop in air pressure can cause additional pressure and pain in swollen joints. So when your great-grandmother tells you she thinks a storm is coming, she probably has some aching oh. in her joints from the decreasing air pressure. That's very interesting because normally you would hear at least three of those answers. So do not expect for this to be or expect it to be this easy on the test. She literally said bones. That's it. I didn't hear a mention of ears, legs, or head unless I spaced out. Maybe at some point they said something about ears, but I doubt it. Nothing about the head, nothing about the legs. There it is. Bones, it was straightforward, just as I said in the second question. I don't know. Kind of bizarre if you ask me. All right, but let's keep going. Then I had better pay more attention to my great-grandmother's weather forecasts. Okay, wait, 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 wait. But his great-grandmother is not a forecaster. It's just she could predict it because, again, with the low pressure, the high pressure, whatever that woman was saying, right? Why? Because the joint, she could feel it in her bones, okay? That could be confusing for some of you out there. So if we look at that final question, what will the man probably do? I had better probably listen to my great-grandmother's uh, uh, weather forecast, not an actual forecast. So call his great-grandmother less often. He did not say that. The last statement relates to the last question. He did not say that. Watch the weather forecast. He did not say that. Help his great-grandmother. He did not say help. So that fourth bullet point. This is how you can compartmentalize. For some of you out there, it's going to be a very, very difficult for you to follow these conversations. Believe me, this year, 2020, TOEFL ITP, man, those questions are the lack of better term is a little bit batshit. It's a little bit crazy, all right? There's so much that's happening at that specific moment. So if you say, Arsenio, on a scale one through 10, 
where would you rate this test that you just did? I'll give it out of a scale one through 10, maybe about a four. A four. It's below average. Absolutely. TOEFL ITP? Boy, you're, you're aiming nine and up. It's ridiculous. Again, a passage could be three questions and then the next one, five. It could start off on the third question, jump back to the second, go to the fourth, go to the fifth, go back to the first. It gets nuts. So this is okay for just the okay practice, but I'm going to start making it a little bit more difficult. So with that being said, boom, thank you for tuning in to another ESL podcast or video. If you're interested in coaching services, if you're interested in, 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 in what is it, free Udemy pronunciation courses or anything for that matter, if you want to reach out to me in terms of IBT also, for those of you guys watching, just reach out to me because I am here. And with that being said, man, thank you so much for tuning in. You guys better stay tuned for more because I have a heck of a lot more over and out.